Or you want to run the story? You got five hours until eight o'clock. You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Welcome to the Collegian Weekend Review. Here's your hosts, Maddie Welsh and Lauren Scott. Welcome to the Collegian Weekend Review on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We're your hosts, Maddie Welsh and Lauren Scott. Today we'll be hearing from Logan Washburn about a drug bust in the Hillsdale area. Then we'll be hearing from Allie Hall about a local business that grows and sells mushrooms. Then we'll be hearing from me about the disbandment of the Sigma Alpha Iota Women's Music Fraternity on campus. Then we'll cover some of the top headlines in the Collegian this week and end with a rundown on Charger Sports. This is Lauren, and I'm here with Logan Washburn, the city news editor for the Collegian, and he wrote an article about a drug bust uh, just north of Jonesville in Hillsdale County. Hi, thank you for having me on. Of course. So why don't you tell me a little bit about your article? So it was actually kind of a funny thing. It came together very last minute, but um, Commander Sean Street over at the region of Irish Hills Narcotics Office, that's a division of the state police. He's always very cooperative, so that was really nice working with him on this, and he made sure that we got all the information so we could get the story out on time. Who was involved in this drug bust? Yeah, so it happened at a property that's just a few miles north of Jonesville. Um, Two individuals were arrested. It was Kyle Burtock and Larry Estell. Um, So Kyle Burtock was the main subject of the investigation, Street told me, Um, and they suspected him of delivering methamphetamine. So the whole raid was going to be basically to take this guy down and his meth delivering operation, allegedly. Um, And so what they did, because there were other people at the house, is they waited until he left in a car. And then as soon as he left the house, they pulled him over and arrested him. But in the car with him was this other guy, Larry Estelle. And they found Larry um, in possession of methamphetamine and I think a weapon as well. So they're both facing weapons and meth charges. Can you tell me a little bit more about their charges and their jail time? So Kyle Burtock is facing two weapons charges, three driving charges, and a charge for meth possession. Um, He's also facing a charge for previously failing to appear in court. Um, As for Estel, he's facing a charge for carrying a concealed weapon and a meth charge. As far as city news in general, since you are in charge of editing that page, what are some interesting stories that ran this week? So we had some very interesting stories. Um, There was another story about a new renovated train car. Um, It was a historic train car. It had been in disrepair, but a local company, they came in and they renovated it. And now they're offering rides between Coldwater and Hillsdale. Were there any other arrests? Yes. So there was one more arrest that we covered. This was... A man from Oseo. His name was Charles Renard Pettiford. He was arrested for charges of methamphetamine, forced entry of a residence, domestic violence, aggravated assault with a weapon as well. Moving on from city news and into the world of opinions, you wrote an opinion piece this week that seemed to be pretty controversial. So why don't you tell me about that? So I initially started writing this piece. It was called Men shouldn't wear Birkenstocks. Eventually, that expanded to no one should wear Birkenstocks. And in my article, I clarify that I think beachgoers and the elderly have an exception for this. But otherwise, we should not be wearing Birkenstocks. Why did you change it from men should not wear Birkenstocks to everyone should not wear Birkenstocks? To be quite honest, I feel like 
focusing on the men aspect would have limited me in the jokes that I could make. And so I wanted to target Birkenstocks across the spectrum. And it was much more fun this way. In your article, you make the argument against seeing people's toes, but you can see people's toes in other kinds of shoes. So why specifically did you target Birkenstocks? See, with flip-flops, this is what you're expecting. You're expecting to see that. But in Birkenstocks, you can't tell. They're half dress shoe, half sandal. And while they may be comfortable, they are just the most awkward strap of leather to exist and why would you put that on your feet what was the best joke you made in your article well i made a lot of puns um but one of the points that i made that i thought was very compelling was that if you had to chop down a tree on your way to class or shoot a deer on the steps of central hall would you be able to do that in birkenstocks i don't think you'd be able to so that's why i recommend boots Because if you have to do those things, that's living out your whole college experience. And you can't live out your college experience with Birkenstocks. College is a partnership. A partnership between a student and poor footwear will not allow the student to have the entire college experience. And that's what Hillsdale's about. As President Ronald Reagan probably said, the most terrifying words in the English language are, I wear Birkenstocks and I'm here to help. All right, Logan, thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciated all your insight. I always love talking about meth raids and toes. You're listening to the Collegian Week in Review. I'm Maddie and I'm here with Allie Hall, the assistant culture editor for the Collegian. Um, And this week she wrote about mushrooms. (laughs) Tell us a little bit more about this, Allie. This story is one that I'm so happy I ended the semester with. It was such a joy to write. It is about a couple, the Williams, who have a business called Mushroom Curiosity in Pittsburgh. And they grow about five different types of mushrooms and they sell them at the farmer's market, which I believe is starting, uh, I think the first one is May 7th, which is graduation day for Hillsdale. So if you're interested in mushrooms, the non-psychedelic kinds, you can go buy them at uh, Mushroom Curiosity. They also have a Facebook page and a website if you're interested in learning about more. What are some interesting things you learned about when you were looking into this story? That mushrooms are low-key sentient, dare I say. They're so smart and they're so cool. And I was interested in fungi before this, but hearing about other people's like sheer passion for mushrooms just brought me so much joy because it's like things that you you, you wouldn't really think about. Even the idea of um, Mr. Williams is a morel hunter, and I didn't know what morels were, and I'm from Colorado, and I didn't know that they were this big, coveted mushroom species that people love to hunt after. But even the idea of being a morel hunter is exceptionally funny to me, because you do have to hunt these things. Like, they don't run, they're, they're not prey, but you have to go out and find them. Um, and learning about all the different types of health benefits that come from specific mushrooms, and also how little we know about them has been really interesting because I think we live in a day and age in which we kind of think we know everything and then one of like a a huge part of life like fungi and plants and all those things have so many medicinal properties that are just not researched and tapped into yet but I think where Dr. Heckel I have a quote from a professor of biology here he talks about consumers kind of flowing into that now and being more able to educate themselves with resources on the internet about certain types of mushrooms and things beyond. So, yeah. Please expand upon this alleged sentience of mushrooms. Okay. So, I'm going to butcher this, so I'm just going to 
you know, quote what I wrote in the article, but a freshman, Stephen Burnson, he talks about the mycelium of, or mycelia of fungi and how they grow into the floor of like the forest. And it's through these mycelia, whatever properties they have it. I'm not, Dr. Heckel, I don't want him to fail me, so I won't bring up too many facts, but it's sort of how the mushrooms communicate in a way. And so Stephen at the end of the article has a quote where he talks about how the forest kind of knows you're there. And in that way, I think it's really interesting to explore the idea of maybe accepting the fact that we're not the only, you know, hyper-aware creatures on this earth and that we do coexist with lots of very complex organisms that we might not know everything about. Like, that's kind of crazy and very meta to sort of end the article with. But this uptake in research in mushrooms and the different types of qualities they possess, I think just opens a huge door into what kinds of things we can um, work with in the future, those organisms. Were you a mushroom fan before you wrote this? No, I don't eat mushrooms. I've never liked them. I think they're scary almost. And um, Mr. Williams, we talked a little bit about how the idea of mushrooms, they're like if you eat one, you're going to die. There's some species that very will kill you. Or if not, you know, in a short period of time, the accumulation of certain ingredients in your body over an extended period of time will kill you. So they're kind of, some of them are lethal. Um, But I didn't think too much of them, but I started as a biology major and I've been studying biology for two years um, with varying degrees of interest. Uh, But I wasn't particularly interested in mushrooms. I'm much more of a human biology type of person. I like human bodies. But even so, I think studying different parts of life, fungi in this case specifically, I think reveals a lot about the human body and how those things can interact with us and the potential that's in those. Because a lot of these have properties that support like immune system, the ones I cited, immune system health, brain function, like nerve cells, fight against cancer cells, like so many interesting properties that um, they possess. So I wasn't a mushroom fan until... I think probably this article has led me down a little bit of a wormhole on the internet. Well, thank you for sharing, Allie. Yes, of course. Anytime. The Collegian Week in Review continues. This is Lauren, and I'm here with my co-host, Maddie Welsh, and she's also an assistant editor at The Collegian, and she wrote an article about the music fraternity Sigma Alpha Iota, Uh, shutting down after nearly a century so why don't you tell us a little bit about this yeah so sort of a sad story but we wanted to write this to um, you know give them a tribute Um, it definitely is a big deal they've been on this campus since I believe 1925 their chapter Um, so definitely a big change in the culture of Hillsdale and you know just they've been a part of this campus for a long time so we want to highlight the reason why they're leaving and you know what that looks like so The reason why they're going to unfortunately disband after this semester is because they do not have enough membership. So currently they have, I believe, six members, um, which is unfortunate. So it just makes it a little bit hard to run the chapter when there are so few members. So um, and after this semester, they're going to graduate two seniors. So it just makes sense to end it now rather than prolong it. So why did the fraternity decide to disband? Yeah, so like I said, it's mainly because they do have such low membership. Um, And, you know, a large part of that is it's difficult to sort of balance the work that they do um, with everything else that they do. So all of them are involved in music in some way. So 
that translates to a lot of campus commitments. A lot of them are involved in theater or um, in orchestras or, you know, other ensembles and such. So it just becomes difficult to balance all those musical commitments on top of academic commitments and, you know, just other extracurricular activities on campus. So, and with such few members, it's hard to recruit others. It's hard to run events and plan events and have programming and such. So unfortunately, that's the reason that they will be disbanding their chapter. How do they plan on continuing the legacy? Yeah, so a couple of the members that I talked to just, you know, made a point to say that all they really hope for is that the community of women who are involved in music will continue to live on on Hillsdale's campus. That's all that they really have been trying to do since they've been on campus is promote that culture and that community of women sharing music with each other and playing music with each other. So they just hope that they'll see that continue, even though there won't be sort of a formal organization on campus anymore. Is there anything else you found out while writing this article that you did not include? I mean, I didn't know that they had been on campus for so long. So it definitely does make it a little bit more sad that they do, unfortunately, have to disband, um, you know, since they have had such a long lasting presence on campus. So moving on from the Sigma Alpha Iota Music Fraternity, there was a quick hits with Chris Rufo, who was our Polium Fellow lecturer this year, and you were enrolled for that class, actually. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your experience in that seminar with him? Yeah, it was definitely a great experience. Super cool to have an industry professional like um, Rufo on campus and sharing his experiences and such with us. It's super cool. You know, that's one of the really great things about the journalism department is that we, you know, it's basically all industry professionals, which you don't really see in most of the other departments. Um, So it was great to learn from his experience. Another super cool thing about that seminar is that he was literally breaking news while he was on Hillsdale's campus, which is just so cool to see. And it really, you know, made his his lectures and his talks about the media um, economy and, you know, the way news is shared and the way news is found um, and received, it just made it a lot more impactful because he had those firsthand examples that he was literally doing at the time. So that was super cool. All right. Thank you so much for sharing, Maddie. This is the Collegian Week in Review. Some other stories written this week consisted of um, an article talking about mock trial going to nationals for the very first time. And this is very impressive because they have made it to the final round. Um, I believe this was their fifth time making it to the final round. Uh, But this is the first time they actually broke and got to go to nationals. And on top of them going to nationals and competing They had their um, senior mock trial team captain, John Luke Belonkel. He won an All-American Attorney Award. And this is also really impressive because only 10 competitors received this award at the tournament. And this is roughly placing him at the top 20 attorneys in the country. Um, Another article that was written uh, was one about creative writing honors program to begin in the fall. Hillsdale College will offer a new creative writing honors program in fiction um, starting in the fall. And this was made possible by President 
uh, Larry Arne, and another article. And then lastly, there was an article written about how a history professor was awarded the Bradley Prize. And this was actually the second year in a row that a Hillsdale faculty member has won this prestigious Bradley Prize. It was actually Wilfred McClay, uh, Victor Davis Hansen Chair in Classical History and Western Civilization, who won this award, and he will receive it in May. So very impressive things happening on campus, and we are very uh, proud and honored to report these things to you. Radio Free Hillsdale's The Collegian Week in Review continues. In Charger Sports this week, the women's softball team won their game, which put them at a six-game win streak. They'll play again on the 15th, 16th, and the 23rd. In women's track and field, um, the Chargers took second place at an invitational meet with a total of 95 points. At this meet, junior Nikita Maines broke her own school record in shot put, which is pretty cool. You have been listening to the Collegian Week in Review on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM with your hosts, Lauren Scott and Maddie Welsh. You can find the Collegian on Instagram at hdalecollegian or online at www.hillsdalecollegian.com. Once again, this has been the Collegian Week in Review on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.